This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler. I'm the general manager here at WZIP. We're going to be talking about some holiday stuff um, today uh, with healthy mind, healthy body in mind. I think that's where we're going. Uh, Dr. Leanne Schaefer is here. She's the coordinator of, co- of the coordinator program in the, in the dietetics area here at the University of Akron. This is all part of College of Health and Human Sciences. Also, Dr. Emily Lee. She is um, the new AHEC coordinator. My first question is, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Area Health Education Center. Okay, very good. We wanted to talk about a couple different things. And, and by the way, coming up uh, right after the first of the year, we're going to hear actually from um, a student from the um, Student Rec Center here on campus about you know some tips on how you can safely try to get fit for the new year because a lot of people make that resolution. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to work out. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do all these things. So what we thought we would do before we get there, since we're still in December, it's pre-holidays. No matter what your cultural, religious background is, there's a good chance you're celebrating something here in the next few weeks. Um, and that means parties, that means special foods, it means, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas cookies, stuff like that. And uh, we're going to hear about some ways to maybe make some good decisions so that if you do resolve to get fit, you won't have to resolve quite as hard. <laughs> 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 but the other part of this thing is, too, that the holidays can be really stressful for a lot of people. Some of it's, you know, temporary stuff, I think, that maybe goes away when you get some chores, some errands off your list. And then I think some of it's maybe a little bit more serious especially for people who have depression. And that, Emily, that's that's one of your, your areas, right? It is. It is. And stress is a big part of the holidays. And I think one of the biggest things is for people to remember that stress is, there's a stressor. It's the thing that stresses us out, but it's the our reaction to that, to whatever it is, the task, the person, okay. the action that is the stress part. So how you react is so important to that. So let's 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 give a scenario. Um, people are maybe, you know, stressing about buying gifts for people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're scouring the internet and they're counting their pennies and, you know, using their rewards and all that kind of stuff, and it's not working out. Is mm-hmm. that a good thing to start with? That is a good thing to start okay. with. That would be your stressor, and okay. then how you react to that if you let it get you to the point where it just pushes you to the brink of. Your reaction, um, mm-hmm. being angry at family, um, yelling at people, um, <laughs> things like that. Because um, holidays start with Thanksgiving. We have people over, and we're cleaning, we're cooking, and it has to be perfect. But we have to remember it, it doesn't have to be perfect. The whole goal is to have everybody together and spend some time together. So when I have people over, and yes, we clean, and at one, some point I'm like, oh, okay, there's – a dust bunny, but there's not much I can do about it by now because they're at the front door. So you have to let it go. And then so it doesn't uh, eat at you or just keep building where then you're just going to let it all out. So I guess the key that, to that is, you know, you said, you know, try, try not to get angry. Mm-hmm. Is there a way you could just control yourself and say, I'm, I'm not getting angry? I mean, that, does that kind of overtake you sometimes? It, it does. It, it sometimes will overtake you, and it just depends on the person. They're, everybody has an outlet of some sort that they use to, mm-hmm. to relieve their stress or help lessen it. It just depends on what it is, and it changes in your lifetime. So for myself... I am not a runner. I don't particularly like it. But 
at a point in my life, I wanted to run. And now running is how I get rid of it. Or if running, walking, physical activity, I need to get that out before it wasn't like that. Um, some people need to journal. Some people need to talk it through. Some people need to just have five minutes in a room and quiet and dark and then they can regroup and regather. So it just depends. It's finding what works for you, and it's not going to be universal for everybody. Do you think people, if, you know, somebody listening to this, if they don't already have that lined up, that that thing, that jog, that that you know alone mm-hmm. time in a room, how do they determine what is the thing for them? Is there a way to do that? Um, I think that. A lot of that is you could do a lot of personal research, and sometimes it's just talking to people. What works for you? What doesn't work for you? What have you tried? Um, And once you get to that point and you try something and it works, I would definitely stick with it. Sometimes people are like, I need a variety. No, you don't necessarily need a variety. If that one thing works for you, then you need to do that. I'm always talking to people to get ideas, like – Coloring is a big one. That's really big right now. Okay. Um, me, I, I am not a big fan. It's too intricate for me. I'll color Winnie the Pooh or something like that, okay. but not the intricate, super <laughs> fancy ones. But so that maybe, doesn't like, work for me. Depending on what you try to do, that could end up being another stressor itself. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you just have to be careful. But talking to people, people you work with, family members, things like that, you could try a variety of different things. But you want to make sure that you try to do as healthy ones as possible. You don't want to take on another habit that is unhealthy. Okay. So when I was like younger, drinking or something, drinking or, or stress eating. I'm a big stress eater. We have Leanne here. She's going to talk about nutrition. Um, but I kind of channeled that to stress baking. So I just make everybody else eat everything <laughs> that I bake. But whatever works. Yeah, whatever <laughs> works, right? Um, so you want to develop healthy habits or things that are not going to be hurtful or harmful. We should, you know, I hate to use the word stress, but I also emphasize mm-hmm. that what we're really talking about here has been stress, not so much depression. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, it may be a different topic, but do they, do they kind of play off of each other sometimes? Um, it, it does a little bit. It depends. Um, if there are mental health issues related to it, it's very important for them to be as proactive as possible to understand what they're dealing with and to seek help when needed, as needed. Um, And it could be a contributing factor to it that makes it harder for them to find what helps them release the stress that they have. Um, So always being an advocate for yourself to talk to somebody, to there are lots of resources out there, especially during the holidays. There are hotlines and groups for people to talk to and um, things to reach out. And it's I think that's the biggest part is taking that first step to say, I need to talk to somebody. It could be anybody. Um, and reaching out for that help. Why do you think, I don't know if you know this or not, why mm-hmm. do you think people do you know, have to strive for that perfection that you mentioned at holiday time. I mean, is that, why are we driven that way? Maybe not all of us, but probably a lot of us. That's a great question. I'm not quite sure if there's one specific answer. I think everybody is slightly different. Um, And I think that I have friends that have it for a variety of reasons. They don't see their family all the time. They live far away. And that stress of having them there, it's the first time they're in their house that they just bought and they want it to be perfect to share it. Or you have kids that you want to make sure that they have happy, positive memories from it. It could be a variety of different things. Is there a way that you can, I don't know, kind of break that all down, I guess, 
to, I don't know, to kind of prioritize, maybe not go so far as to believe that everything associated with this event has mm -hmm. to be perfect, but maybe determine just a few things that are. Is that mm -hmm. a method? That makes sense, and that's a method, and a lot of that is internal. You have to be okay with that internally. Um, I know for myself, I am hosting the holidays this year, and it's been a number of years that I've had to do that, but we also have not had kids in our family, and this is the first time that we have, um, I think he is three, coming. So I said the same thing. Okay, I got to get the toys. I have to get all the great direct decorations. And, and then I was like, okay, what am I going to do with all that stuff after when he <laughs> leaves? He lives on the West Coast. So it's stepping back for a second and also talking to somebody, somebody either in your family or friend that – can give you that perspective that's like, my brother is great at that. And he's like, what, what are you going to do with all this stuff once Brixton leaves? Uh, I don't know. I'll donate it. He says, then why are you stressing out over something like this? The idea is that you have one day with him and he, you don't see him at all because he's on the West Coast. You want to make the, mess, the most of that time mm -hmm. and spending that time with him. He doesn't eat anything but snacks. So it's not like you have to make turkey, ham, roast, like the whole kit and caboodle. So having someone to talk that through and giving that perspective. And it could just be processing, your, processing for yourself. Some people who journal and write, when they finish their session with writing, they do come to those conclusions like, here's what I should be focusing on. You know, we, you mentioned just a minute ago stress eating, um, mm -hmm. Leanne. What, what, first of all, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Um, stress eating means that you really aren't hungry, but you seek food. And unfortunately, uh, many of us have grown up with the concept that um, a snack or a treat uh, will make us happy. And it will solve all our problems. And um, eating a pint of chocolate ice cream isn't going to solve any problem. Right. Uh, except feeling guilty maybe after that you've just consumed 3,000 calories. But um, I was wondering, um, mm -hmm. Emily, when you were talking about um, the stress of being a hostess, mm -hmm. I look back at my childhood mm -hmm. and... Um, being a hostess, there were all sorts of rules. The table had to be perfectly set. You had to have a centerpiece. You had to have the good, good dishes mm -hmm. out. And I don't think there's any hostess rule book that applies to this day and age. Um, I, and, and so are we guilty of trying to do what mom and dad did because it was so important to us, where it's not as important to the next generation? Mm -hmm. That's a great point. I think that's absolutely it. I might be dating myself, but that would be like Emily Post's. Oh, rules I, right absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you're right and if you recreate that it gives them the memory and the comfort of what it was like as a child or in their past and with their family and stuff like that but you're right there are no rule rules and I feel like people just make up the rules as they come along and that's even yeah. better it just goes with the flow and you flex with it and you have a good I time if there's, I don't, if there's any <laughs> research out there or if the research supports any of this I don't are, as far as the stress part goes, mm -hmm. um, do we see any correlations when we factor in, you know, gender, age, cultural background, stuff like that? 
There or is it are, pretty much the same across the board? It's pretty equal across the board, but there are some depending on the topic at hand. So, like, for hostess, it's mainly, but not always, um, females have the stress of that. But if it's work-related, a lot of times um, with finances and purchasing gifts, it's more stressful for males, just purchasing gifts in general. Some males don't shop at all during the year, and then when it comes time to do it. So it depends on the topic and what you're what you're dealing with but it is pretty universal everybody has stress there's good stress and bad stress but again it's just how you react to it sometimes a good stress could turn into something um, very very stressful and a great example of that is a wedding a wedding is supposed to be a happy time uh, a time to celebrate a couple and sometimes the wedding makes the stress so bad it's no longer a good stress it kind of crosses over to the bad stress part mm -hmm. so it's universal everybody has stress it's just the different levels and then how you react to it okay mm -hmm. very good um you know we were talking about stress eating just a moment ago mm -hmm. um i think we're going to talk also just about eating in general Emily just said she's going to bake a lot when she gets stressed. That's right. <laughs> and the rest of us are probably going to partake yes. in her baked goods. <laughs> and I see nothing wrong with that <laughs> concept, but um, it's true. Uh, we, we are coming out of a COVID situation where many of us were working at home for 18 months. The kitchen was way too close. Um, the snacks were way too close. We didn't have the exercise that we normally get of, um, you know, getting out and and just walking to the car or, or, you know, going out shopping. And so uh, we've, we've gone to a more sedentary lifestyle, which uh, isn't necessarily good for mm -hmm. weight gain. We've also gone to some of that comfort eating because, well, I'm, I'm having a stressful day. Oh, geez, there's that chocolate candy downstairs in the, in the, the kitchen I can, mm -hmm. you know, run down and grab. Um, a lot of it has to do with quantity. And, you know, we talk about... Um, the beginning of the year and turning over a new leaf and I'm going to make all these changes and we are setting ourselves up for failure by doing that. Um, that is uh, that is putting way too many expectations on ourselves. We think we're going to turn over uh, this new leaf and start a new life. Well, we didn't gain that weight in um, a day or a week. How do you think we're going to fix everything in a day or a week at the beginning of the, of the year, which is why so many people are unsuccessful uh, and they get discouraged. If you go drive past a gym at the beginning of the year, probably the first month, man, the parking lot is yeah. as full <laughs> as you can get. Then come February, March, gee, you can find a lot of parking spaces. Well, it's because we've set expectations that there are no way we can meet. And so my philosophy in my uh, field is moderation. Everything mm -hmm. in moderation. I tell my students um, when I am 90 years old and I am in the nursing home, do not dare come into my room and tell me I can't have frontal pie. You will get hurt. <laughs> okay, so, um, but I had diabetics. I, I used to work in a nursing home. I had diabetics that would go to the snack machine for a candy bar. Mm -hmm. And I would say, well, now, you know, that's probably not the best thing for you on your diet. And they'd say, I know. And I would put the money in the machine and give them their candy bar. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, it's quantity. We have a tendency uh, for every holiday that we pile our plates full. Well, dinner plates used to be 8 inches. Now they're 10 to 12 inches, and we're still used to piling our plate full. But we have twice as many calories on that plate. 
Do we really need to smother everything with gravy? No, we can probably get by with just a little bit of gravy. Um, we don't need to have the full piece of pie or the full piece of cake. We can take half a piece. We don't want to deprive ourselves because if we deprive ourselves, then we feel bad and that we're being cheated and I can't have that. And that's a really negative. Instead, we should look at it and say, I can still have those things. I just can't have quite as much as I used to. And so when we're, we're looking into the holidays, we, we already know that we might have some weight from um, the past year and a half. Um, the goal shouldn't be I'm going to lose 30 pounds. No. Uh, the goal should be I'm going to go through the holidays and try not to gain a whole lot more weight. And there are easy things that you can do. Um, First of all, we, there are, there's a tendency to slide through those drive-throughs um, and get a coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, um, not, to, you know, not to be negative about our coffee shops, uh, but a 16-ounce cappuccino is 140 calories. So if you do that five days a week, that's 720 calories. 1,000 calories is a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get a 16-ounce latte, well, that's 390 calories. You do that five times a week, that's almost 2,000 calories. So maybe during the holidays, I don't get the 16-ounce. I get the 8-ounce. Or maybe I just get plain coffee. I don't get the, the fancy coffee. And that way, you're saving calories for those special parties. If, the, if I know I'm going to go a party and there's going to be all sorts of temptation around me, well, then maybe I eat smaller meals that day so that I can have those extra calories. The other thing, uh, and this especially goes with stress eating that we were talking about previously, is snacking before bedtime. How many of us say, ooh, there's the kitchen, and ooh, I would like a snack? <laughs> well, that's great for children because they're growing. Not so great for those of us that are maybe over the age of 30. Our metabolism slows down, um, especially when we're sleeping, but with age, our metabolism slows down, which means that we need a lot less calories than we used to when we were really active and, and our bodies were growing. And um, so we need to keep that in perspective. Uh, Yes, we still need calories, obviously, but uh, there are a lot of hidden calories that we just don't think about um, on a daily basis. So uh, that sneaking to the kitchen, that stress eating, um, there are a few things that we can work on uh, to prevent that. The first thing is uh, we shouldn't eat all through the house, okay? We should have one location in the house, and that's where we eat. Because that way, we are focusing on the food that we are eating. We are enjoying it. We are tasting it. We have, get the mouthfeel of it. And it's an enjoyable experience. Whereas if we are eating mindlessly in front of the TV or the computer, we can be consuming all sorts of calories, not even realizing we're doing it. And then, geez, we've overeaten. Mm-hmm. Um, there shouldn't be that bag of snacks by the, the recliner in front of the TV. Um, that is a, a that is a, a habit that a lot of us um, have gotten into. If we really want a snack, then we put it in a small bowl. We don't eat out of the bag, mm-hmm. and that way it makes us realize that wow, I just ate that that whole bowl. Um, I really don't need more. Also, when we go to um, dinner parties and Christmas parties, um, we have a tendency to be. Um, 
sitting and talking, but yet we want to eat very quickly. And that's not the purpose of a holiday meal. As Emily was saying, we should be enjoying our family and our friends that are with us. And so that means sitting down, taking your time, enjoying the food, enjoying the camaraderie, instead of just plowing the food in. If we eat slower, we digest it better, and we enjoy our meal more. We also um, have to think about um, the fact that we don't have to clean our plate. We grew up with the concept of, you need to clean your plate because there are starving children in this world. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we still have starving children in this world, um, but they're not going to get the food that's on my plate. And so if I am full, then I shouldn't finish that plate because I'm eating food that I don't need. If we eat slower, then our body will tell us when we're full. But if we just plow food uh, down, then we don't get that trigger that I've had enough food mm -hmm. and I don't need to, to eat anymore. I know I, I've had in the past, I think, more uh, problems with portion control. Absolutely. You know, I you know, have, a, have a, a, a plate of pasta, for example, um, and I want more. Sure. I want a second helping. Sure. The problem is I would literally double. I wouldn't just have a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I would have the same amount that I just had mm -hmm. consumed. And I really didn't need all of that. That's right. You know, I don't even know if I needed the second portion at all, mm -hmm. but I definitely didn't need to double what I'd already eaten. Well, and something that has happened over um, the last 20 years is that serving sizes have um, become much larger. So uh, I, I pulled up some uh, data. A bagel 20 years ago was 140 calories. It was about three inches. And we would con consider that a breakfast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now our bagels are six inches, and they're 350 calories. And that's not including the butter or the cream cheese and any of those other things. I had to give them up. Well. I was buying these ones that I really, really like. They're made like by the bakery at my grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I, those of course, are really big. of course I'm going to slather some cream cheese on that thing. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I, I realized I was eating two of them. Mm -hmm. And I realized that my, my intake for breakfast was well over 1,000 calories. Mm -hmm. And we're not, it's not like I ate 1,000 good calories. <laughs> it was <laughs> bagels and cream cheese. I mean, right. it, you know, it just yeah. wasn't. And then I, I go off to the gym and then I think, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Disconnect there, right? Right, exactly. Uh, well, my my son-in-law teases me that I have a little bagel with my cream cheese, so I too am guilty <laughs> of the same thing. Um, and just looking at that size of bagel and and realizing that the uh, grocery store bakery bagel, although excellent and and really tasty, mm -hmm. um, is a lot larger. So we either need to eat half of it, or we need to go back to those smaller size mm -hmm. um, bagels. Uh, also, muffins, you know, that's a, a great breakfast item, uh, but they used to be one and a half ounces and uh, 210 calories. They are now four ounces, and they're 500 calories. Mm. So even if you're just having a muffin a week, um, a muffin a day each week, uh, that's a good 3,500 calories. That's a pound yeah. of, 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 unfortunately, of, of uh, what could turn into fat. Um, so you, you mentioned pasta. Um, pasta is actually uh, one of the most difficult things for us to think about. Uh, back oh, no, I'm not having a problem at all thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's one of my favorites, too. But when we talk about pasta, um, we have a tendency to fill our plate, don't we? Well, uh, 
again, if if you think about um, a serving of pasta, it's half a cup. And even if you have a cup of pasta, that's you know, two breads or 160 calories, that's not so bad. But if you fill that plate, you probably have four or five cups of pasta. And that's where we we start to get uh, into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to realize that um, we don't need to eat the largest of everything that is served to us. So um, not to to put a lot of blame on fast food restaurants, but um, they offer us incentives to go with the larger sizes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting a better deal. Oh, I'm getting more food. No, you're getting more calories. Yeah. And you're consuming foods that you you don't necessarily um, need or you're consuming calories you don't need. I thought that too. There's um, at least one fast food chain I can think of where I believe it's the same price no matter what size soft drink. That's and maybe right. they all mm-hmm. do that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tendency is just go ahead and get me the large or the extra large or whatever. That's right. And I don't really even want it. Right. You know? Right. But but it was a good deal. And a lot of you times know. they don't even ask. Right. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, where I just say, I'm going to get this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then I end up with a, a pretty large container. And I'm not complaining about it. No. But I mean, really, if I would, I should have said, you know, a medium's fine. Right. That's all I really need. Right. Well, and in so many of the gas stations, um, you know, I, I laugh when I'm, I'm pumping my gas and they're advertising food. Yeah. Um, some... For some reason, my brain can't connect food with with a gas pump. So you don't but, like like you know gas station hot dogs. Well, <laughs> I, I probably not my preference, but um, uh, you know they're fine. A lot of people eat there, but I just as a dietitian, I just I just can't connect <laughs> gas fumes and food. But um, they will have you know get the largest pop for eighty nine cents. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's those it's those calories that um, you know a six ounce uh, pop is eighty five uh, calories. But if you get the twenty ounce, and most of them are twenty ounces or more, um, we're up to two hundred and fifty calories. So we have just tripled our caloric consumption. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's those little hidden calories that can get us into trouble. We don't need the double um, bacon cheeseburger. We can go with a single bacon cheeseburger. Um, we don't need the really large fries. So remember in the old days, uh, maybe our, our listeners <laughs> don't remember, but um, the French fries used to come in a little bitty paper um, mm-hmm. envelope almost. And, and you know, Half of it was still empty, but that was a serving of fries. Uh, And now, um, and that was 210 calories. That was 2.4 ounces. Now, um, our our French fry order is 6.9 ounces and 610 calories. So there, we've just tripled over the last 20 years, but 600 calories for just the French fries. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I love a good French fry and a hot one, but... Do I really need the super size French fry? Mm-hmm. No, I should. I can get by with the, with the small fry. You know, I love how you're telling people, um, emphasizing moderation. Right. You know, I mean, instead of saying well, you can't have this, you can't have that, and you know, you're going to gain way too much weight and die young if you eat this. Right. But I'm, I am wondering, are there things that you say? You know what? This is when you actually should absolutely just stay away from completely. Is that even in your... It, it, a lot of dietitians would say, yes, absolutely, there are, are those boundaries. And I, I think a lot of it depends on uh, if there are any um, 
disease processes going on. Obviously, mm-hmm. I would never say to a diabetic, oh, don't follow your diet. You, you know, it's fine. No, uh, you know, therapeutic diets are, are very appropriate and very necessary. And um, with our obesity uh, that is occurring in our country, um, we are seeing more and more disease processes, and they're starting younger and younger, and that's the concern. Um, if a person is overweight, um, they're uh, increasing their chances of hypertension, which is high blood pressure. They're increasing their chances of diabetes, which is you know high sugar levels. Um, they're putting a lot of stress on their joints, um, and those knees just can't support all that weight. Um, so we have to think about the long-term effect of being overweight. And, and there is this huge craze now um, about loving your body. Well, I agree. We should love our body. Um, it's ours. Uh, we inherited probably some of our body shape and composition from mom and dad. At least that's who I blame. But um, it, there's a limit. We, we shouldn't be saying, love your body, um, uh, huge is good. No, huge isn't good. Uh, I watched, uh, you know, there's a, a TV show that, that, you know, big is beautiful. My life is great. Well, you know, maybe you think so right now, but you don't know the long-term effects of having that extra weight. And so again, I don't like the word diet. Um, I looked it up. In fact, um, after all these years of being a dietitian, I looked up uh, the definition of diet today because I thought, what does it really mean? Um, I call it a four-letter word. But Webster's says um, it's a regimen of eating and drinking sparingly so as to reduce one's weight. Wow, that really makes you want to go on a diet, doesn't it? I mean, geez. Uh, So I much prefer the moderation Mm -hmm. uh, because I think people will be more successful. Again, we didn't gain our weight overnight. We're not going to lose our weight overnight. Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP FM.